I don't have seltzer to burp anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a you. That's a you Actually, problem. Shit, it's upstairs. God damn. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. Today we're headed to the 90s as we take a look at the 2001 film No Man's Land, set during the midst of the Bosnian War. As always, I'm joined by Mike A, Yo. Mike B, hey. and Nate. I don't have anything smart to say this week. So guys, what do you that think? was it right there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, guys, what do you think? It's This is the most modern film we've done and kind of an interesting different topic. You know, not a lot of people, not a lot of films out there about the Bosnian, you know, Civil War, or Kosovo and that shit. Were you even alive during this? <laughs> wow i feel insulted <laughs> yes i was but it's funny so i was thinking about that today like yeah i was ended kid. in 95 yeah i ended 95 oh well, i was alive but i was not conscious because i remember everything we need else we TV, need but... we need specific dates here i want to make sure he wasn't born <laughs> wow all right well no, according it was to still, the internet it was still going on yeah yeah 1995 but it carried on well through the early 2000s and it's still going yeah. on yeah yep the official, the yeah. official wars, like with the leaders and all that shit, like saying, "Oh, it's over." That sure, but like it really, if if uh, NATO and uh, UN forces left right now, it would just go back to the way it was. Yeah, because there's there's so many there's so many fresh grudges out there that we saw in the film too. We saw in the film. Oh yeah, you know the 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 hatred because of things that were done by. You know, different people that had nothing to do with. Well, the Balkans, yeah. just in general, is fucking crazy. It's been crazy for you know millennia. Holy shit! Oh, you yeah. go back to the Ottomans sure. and, and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, the only only two people, or really two groups, to be able to keep Yugoslavia, which was a country, you know, the, the area like together, and that was Tito, and um, you know the kings of Yugoslavia, which were around for like a few right. hundred years, but you. Unless you have a strong man in that area, you know, you're going to have 17 different satellite states that hate each other. And, right. Uh, yeah. And Tito was a very strong dude. And Tito that's why nobody, man. nobody really fucked with him. He was very strong, you know? but he was very respectful. Like he, he wasn't like Stalin where yes. he killed everybody. I mean, he still, you know, has right. blood in his hands, but he, uh, very interesting individual if you read about him. And yeah, the only very, dude that can very, keep it together. Yes. Yeah. Co- the only communists that the West liked. It's like, if you look at the Iron Curtain, it's like, why is Yugoslavia on our side? <laughs> right. And they're like, ah, oh, well, they're they're kind of neutral, but kind of on our side if we need them to be. But why are not they in really. the Marshall they, they... Program? Oh, that's interesting. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I don't think, Brian, you maybe already have, but I don't know. I, not lately. You haven't gone first in terms of giving your opinions, and so maybe you should kick yeah. it off. Sure. Yep. Yeah, now we give some history on it. I'm, so I saw this movie a long time ago. And I liked it back then, and I rewatched it, and it reminded me of like why I like this film. And now seeing it through the eyes of a filmmaker and stuff, it's just really cool. I feel like it's a really good example of modern minimalism, minimalism for filming, because nothing that is put in it is there for just like flair. It's there for a reason, you know, like the dialogue, all the shots. It's just it's very well put together, and I really enjoyed it. Um, it's an interesting subject because it's not really about combat or war it's just about people thrust into different positions and dealing with those said positions um i love the gunplay it's funny like it's like less than a minute but it's like really good you know especially the one scene where they're in the trench and the guy's like all hesitant the new serbian guy and he's like i'll fucking shoot you and then like he he shoots by accident and it shocks him 
Yeah. You know, and it's just like little things like that I thought were really cool and really well done and just went along with the narrative. And um, no, it, it was great. You know, um, I just, I have only good things to say about it, to be honest. So talking pillow goes to you, Mike A. Okay. Well, um, how, yeah. How about, how about Nate? Because Nate never goes first either. <laughs> okay. <Whatever. laughs> I mean, I, I mean I, my, my, mine's going to be very brief because I, I don't know much about this history other than the film <clears throat> itself. And so um i i would have to say i i did really much like that i really did like this movie um in 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 a very the way it was filmed was very very interesting the shots were very dynamic the um i'm i don't want to repeat everything that kind of brian said but i i wholeheartedly agree with everything he said and i think the other cool thing about just comparison to the last review we did which was, you know, uh, shit way. <laughs> I was the gonna say are coming, I was gonna say maybe about eighty five percent CG. This movie to me seemed to have no CG. Everything seemed practical right. um, because we're at that that stage where CG was starting to take over in the early two thousands. The other film aspect of this, I think, I also want to touch on is that this uh, in two thousand one it cost two million euros. Um, to to do all this um which is really funny to compare compare to again as mike said shit way uh of a hundred million uh american dollars which uh i i forgot to do it real quick but the i did the inflation it's almost it's 2.8 million to today's dollars and the other thing i was gonna say was uh two million or 2.8 sorry million euros two dollars is that can't be right oh that is no well yeah the current conversion euros rate down. is pretty low it's pretty low yeah it's dollar six. Oh, i oh i put 22.8 that's that why that was real yeah almost three million so uh yeah but yeah. still like that's it's not bad no it's not bad like you have to think about it. it's like they have that huge you know um they have, you know, the the ability to have like the helicopters and the UN cars and all that stuff, like, and you know, probably filming it in the area too. I didn't double check that, but it it just seems very, very, um, it was just very, very cool to see a lot of practical, and it won a ton of awards too. Um, I have it saved here as well. It won, I think, a Golden Globe, and I had it right here in front of me. And, of course, it's not here. Here, There we go. A Golden Globe Award for the Best Foreign Language Film in 2002. Academy Award for Best International Feature Film. Uh, and then a bunch of film festivals uh, and European Film Awards. So, it obviously is highly coveted uh, for the time. So, it was, it was very cool because I had never seen this before. Um, so, I'll hand off the talking pillow since most of my comparison that since i don't know much of the history that's all i can talk about is the film aspect of it so it's all good and then mike a you go next because you were the second one that has not seen this before right yeah i'd never seen it um never heard of it uh before you mentioned it um i thought it was very good i again yeah it's a very the, the minimalism of it is what makes it you know there is uh i don't think there's any except for the beginning and very end uh when it opens and closes i don't think there's any music in it um, I was getting some serious Reveille vibes, honestly, from it. Yep. <laughs> you know, and uh, I liked that a lot. Yeah, I was like, that's this what reminded the... me of that. I was like, right. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah so... and I was like, this is the kind of stuff I liked. You know, this very, very, uh, you know, uh, complicated uh, shit that people get themselves into with this. Um, 
it uh it's not based on any true events but it seems like it could be you know i could i right. could i wouldn't be surprised you know if if i had you know, no, know nothing about this night after i watched it, i looked it up and it was like this was a true thing that happened it seems like something that actually could have happened um and that's the that's the funny thing i uh I saw the, I watched the movie. I thought it was very good. I watched the trailer on YouTube and the trailer is maybe the worst trailer I've ever seen. I didn't, I didn't watch the trailer. I'll have to <laughs> oh look Oh my God. That. No, go watch it. It is, it, they, they make it like a zany comedy. It's so, so many like, films have really good yeah. trailers that are trash and so many good films have really trash trailers. It's, it's incredible. It's like, I've, oh, yeah. I've experienced that with other films. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you but did such a good I, whatever. There was there was a lot of comedy aspect to this though. No. Well, yes, yeah. but it's very but, subtle. But it's but you know? yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. but it's different between it's, <laughs> Rob it's... Schneider. You know, it's, <laughs> it's different. right. But the trailer <laughs> makes it like that. Like the, if you watch the again, go watch the trailer. It's terrible. But yeah, like the the humor in the movie. It's like it reminded me of like Generation Kill. It seemed like real stuff. It didn't seem like oh ha ha this is a comedy. It was more like. So that's just weird, absurd shit that can really happen in a situation like this, you know? Right. Like the part where he gets to the, the French UN guy, you know, he's trying to communicate with people and, you know, his commander says, what's he saying? He's like, I don't know. Just say yes. You know, it's like, I could totally yep. see that really happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, yes, it's funny, but like, it's funny in a real life. Right. Way, right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, but dude, no, seriously, yeah, go watch the trailer. Yeah, it's like no one knows what side they're on and stuff. It's just like holy fuck, this is awful. Um, but the movie's very good, so that that's a that's a horrible, misleading trailer. And um, but I really did like the movie. I like the 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 complexity of it. I loved that these two guys never become friends. I, uh, yes. I that was yeah. I I like that it did not go down that that road because um. It also part of it reminded me a lot of the movie Into the White. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have seen I think that. I, that's what the the RAF pilots. Yeah, yeah, Norway. The RA, mm-hmm. Yeah, the RAF pilots and the German pilots crash, and then they have to stay in a cabin together. Yeah, that's a true and story, I think. Yeah, it is a true story. The movie, though, it does like you know, it starts out with a "you damn Germans," "oh, you damn British," and then they eventually like you know start they they learn they have to survive together. So then they start to eventually bond. They become friends at the end. You know, and I like that this movie did not do that. If the very end, he even says, you know, tell your friend that he needs to leave. And he's like, he's not my friend. He son of a bitch shot me twice. You know, it's like, it's, uh, I, I really like that aspect of it. And they end up, he's like, you know, shoots him at the end, you know, again. And it's just. It started to go down that route and then they, then they turn it back around. Right. Cause like, yeah, they're, they're, they're sitting there talking about, you know, they know the same girl from the same village. And they're like, oh, this one, and like they corroborate it, and like, oh yeah, it's her, yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, it's going down that route, and then no, it just, it just never, yeah. never like happens. It, it could have easily, and they could have let that, but I mean, the horrible situation they're in, they're not gonna do that. And I mean, this guy's probably so fucking pissed off that this dude shot him twice, you know, and and uh, right, and then he started the war. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> I right. like that it never, uh, it never, th- that trope never came about. I-, I like that part of it. Right. Um, again, very raw, very unforgiving. At the very end, there, I like how also it does not end with, you know, either disabling the mind or the mind blowing up. It just, you don't know what, you know, I mean, eventually, right. obviously, it is gonna, obviously, it is going to blow up, but it does not give you that, that closure at the end, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Dude, you're still laying in the mind as far as we know somewhere right yeah yeah well so it's a parable for what's that conflict i mean just keeps going on and on and on and on and on you know 
Also, yep. also uh, Adrian Brody is not in it. It's another man with a giant schnoz. <laughs> it looks like AJ. It looked like it guy. for him yeah. forever, and then yep. and then he took off his helmet and went, "Oh, that's definitely not Adrian Brody." Yeah, it's yeah. definitely not him. Just yeah, yeah. super it's super visual right resemblance. Too, early 2000s. Yeah, 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 I get yeah. the vibe. I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Pianist. No. I know yeah, what you're going for. Yeah, yeah. Like it looked just like him, and I was like, eh, "It's like his." Yeah, early 2000s, but like, yeah, it's very superficial resemblance. Mike. So. What do you think? Um, you recommended this film. Yeah, so I'd seen it years ago. I haven't seen it in probably about almost 10 years now. And then I rewatched it today. And it's a lot better than I uh, remembered. It's it's just there's no score. Like what Michael said, that like at the very beginning there's a little bit of music, and then at the end there's but it's like it's 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 not music, it's just somebody singing. It's a girl singing. And it's kind of like eerie and kind of fucking weird. Um, and it's like, is it what this guy hears in his head as it zooms out? I mean, there's obviously spoilers in this shit. Like every episode we do, there's spoilers, but like, it's weird. But like, um, no, as far as like the whole chaos and the, the just the, the fucking contempt and the hate for really no reason, like nobody really understands why, except the Bosnian guy, he's like, yeah. My village was burned. I watched that happen. And the Serbian guy, he doesn't know any of that shit. He's just there. You know? And he's like, uh, okay. And that's why I said, you started this war. No, I didn't. Like, I don't know what the fuck is really going on here. And it's like, it kind of it has that dynamic that's really good of like, you don't know why you're fighting per se. You have your own personal reasons, maybe. But the, the bigger picture is like, out of your grasp you know and it's like you, you see you see the the commanders on the serbian side and the bosnian side none of them know what the fuck is going on okay this is our trench this is theirs blah blah, blah. we have this trench in the middle oh there's people in there what the fuck what do we do oh we'll call the un and it's like and it also portrays the un very in my opinion correctly because the UN didn't know what the fuck was going on. Why the fuck were they there? Yeah. Okay. So we're, you guys could have your little war going on. We're going to be like the referees basically. And like, make sure you guys are playing fair. What they, in the fuck? They can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> they say the UN right. just brings they, uh, like AIDS and STDs to countries. <laughs> you know, they don't, really don't bring a lot besides that. And I also love right, how and it's like, not to yeah. cut you off, Mike, but like the one scene no, where like fine. they're talking about what's happening, like they're like, "Oh, what's happening in the field?" And the one guy's like, "Wow, Rwanda's fucking fucked up, man." Yes, <laughs> yeah, and it was like it was just really funny, you know. It's just like you're in the Balkans, like this crazy shit's happening. People are looking at your country, like, "Wow, all the news crews and everything," and you're like, "You're looking at Rwanda," which you know it's also horrible, but it's just funny how you know right. nobody is right there in this situation except for the guys in the trench. Everybody that they talk to and things like you know they're. They're connected to the problem, but they don't really give a shit, especially the UN guys, right. you know, because they're like, well, just tell them that we're not going to help, you know, like all the way up to Geneva and the pompous Britain shit, you know, it was just nobody wanted to help the real situation. <laughs> it was like just hot potato. You deal with it. You deal with it. You deal with it. Right. The only reason the, the French sergeant goes out is because he's fucking bored. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, I want to make a difference. Yes. If I'm here, I'm, I want to do something. And that's the only reason he goes out. And it's like, and then he gets his, he gets in way over his fucking head. Like, okay, well, 
This guy's got a fucking mine underneath him. Uh, not good. What do we do? <laughs> and, you know, pull back. It's just fucking insane. And that's and that's a, that's the crazy thing. It's like you know the the whole like you know, oh we can't do it, bureaucracy of of that whole entire thing. Like I mean, it's just like oh god, like ugh. and you know, and even yeah, and yes, like even though this isn't like a real, this isn't like based on true events <laughs> quotation marks, you know, it's you can imagine it happening it happening so like just no questions asked because that that kind of shit happens all the time in the real world just up oh, well, sorry I, i've talked i've talked to guys that were uh un forces in uh kosovo bosnia serbia at that point and they said the same shit they're like we we couldn't do anything we we're just kind of sitting there quote-unquote peacekeeping you know and it's like well nobody knew why the fuck they were there and like it was, it was ridiculous. And it's, you know, funny too, that they do a really good job with languages in this, you know, yes. Yes. Saying like, you know, even they have like the German bomb tech shows up, should be here at three 30. And then like you hear screeching breaks. Oh, it's three 30. You know, like they, they yep. do a good job with getting all the different things and, and everybody knows some form of English, but nobody knows each other's languages. So you're always talking in some language you don't fully grasp. So this is yep. very interesting. And the other thing too is that you know, with languages is that there's not a lot of wars where the enemy and their enemies can talk to each other and understand what's going on. Right. You know, uh, the American Civil War is really big for that because everybody spoke English, and that's like a lot of reenactors like it because there's not a lot of English speaking wars or whatever. You know, but it was cool mm-hmm. to have that fact because, like, you know, like the famous scene in um, uh, fuck, All Quiet on the Western Front. You know, with the the French soldier. And the German soldier in the shell hole, mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of the tension there is because they don't understand each other, you know, right. except for the fact that they're right. Human. But in this case, it's just like you have a different dialect. You fucking know what that guy's saying. You know, somebody in this country, like, you know, they're so closely tied together. So I think that's a really cool aspect of it and really brings it home, you know, like to a civil war aspect, you know, because you just don't it, get Well, that. that's what it was. It yeah. was a, mm-hmm. a massive clusterfuck of a, of a civil war, like fucking multiple fucking factions within factions fighting each other for God knows what, you know, it's like, and that, that's what's so fucked up. And like the thing I think that people don't really like, you know, glorify this or not glorify, but like, they don't really like, they're not interested in it because it didn't happen that long ago. You know, it was like in our lifetimes, this was going on. And it's, it's insane to think about that. You know, when does history become history? When, you know, when does a modern event pass into history? And I, that, from my, yeah, exactly. From my historical classes in my college and stuff, if I remember correctly, it's 25 to 30 years is when most historians deem that something becomes an event is it, an event becomes history. <coughs> so like the Gulf war, yep. that's considered history. Now nine 11, that's still kind of an event, you know, it's again, it's all subjective, but yep. that's the thing, you know, it's like, not to bring back reenactors, but like a lot of reenactors are interested in Gulf War and like Iraq and that kind of things now. There's a lot of older reenactors that were there that were doing that, and they get freaked out because they're like, "Bro, that was me when I was your age," you know? Right, exactly. Like, yeah, I, I yep, we, yep, we, yep. Like, yep. Yeah, Mike, you'll know this, you know. So like, when when something yep. that you did part of your past, people take a real interest in, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like I was, that was just me doing the thing, but now that's a bigger thing than what it was, you know? It's like, so yeah, it just when does something become history? 
and accepted by the mainstream. So. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, um, there has been a lot of, well, you know, behind enemy lines, you know, that, that film, hmm. whatever, whatever. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there uh, was another one that I watched as a British film, actually. Um, I cannot recall what it was called, but like, it was, it was about British peacekeepers in this conflict as well in the nineties. I fuck. It was actually pretty good because it showed like some nasty shit that happened and they had no control over it because they were part of the UN. And but like, besides those, like there's really no films made about it because it's so fresh, you know? And it's like, I get that. And that's kind of why is that called warriors? I don't know. Send me the link. Um, well, that's the, that's the problem when it comes to a, like, you know, a lot of history is that like, I think with, you know, people who do, you get into a lot of, uh, you know, okay, the, the big one, you know, World War II and stuff like that. It goes from being history and it becomes like mythology almost, you right. know, it, it, it becomes right. like as a fan base, you know, I even, yeah. I've seen people say that before on Facebook. Like, yeah, I'm a big World War II fan. It's like, that's, that's, that's not right, dude. Like you shouldn't say that. Um, but, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. Like, uh, people from our generation, like, you know, like us, uh, we can, people from our generation can really like look at world war two and it feels more mo- like mythology than history. And, uh, however, well, so with with the first like world this, war. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's like when it's closer to, to you, it's, it becomes less romantic, yes. I think, you know? Touched yep. by the sun, as I say. I, I especially think once it's a dead war, it definitely becomes mythology as well. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's no, there's, there's still World War Two veterans. There's no more World War One veterans. Like that's that's the kind of way. Like, I feel like people tend to view World War One is is that's like, oh, so that's so long ago. And it really yeah, so is long not. Ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was only a hundred yep. years ago. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like uh, Brian and I were talking uh, last night about that, but uh. We're all we're working on one projects and shit now. Yeah, <laughs> so. as far as the podcast is concerned. Um, so this actually, it showed that war, in like we experience nowadays with Ukraine and Russia, we think we have all this technology and all this shit. War, as far as it affects the people on the ground, it's still the same. It's, 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 it's horrible. It, it fucks with people in different ways. And uh, I think this, this film actually portrays that because, you know, okay, I've got the gun. Okay. And then all of a sudden the other guy gets the gun and they both got AKs. Actually, you go M70s. The one guy's got a Wasser 1063, a Romanian one, but like whatever. Um, that was cool to see. By still, the way. Not straight AKs. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. It was definitely good. Um, and so, you know, they both got AKs, but they're like, well, we're both in this together. Like, we're kind of just stuck here. But they're not like, you know, they're not like friends, like like Mike was saying. Like, right. they're not friends. Like, they know that, like, hey, I'm going to kill you at any chance I get, but I, I got to get the fuck out of here. And they do the whole flag thing, like, in their underwear and shit, and, like, the Rolling Stones shirt, which is a good touch, yeah, by the way. I like that. Great touch, uh, because, dude, the Balkans, those guys are obsessed with Western culture. Obsessed. It's in amazing 90s, where our clothes get sold. 
like, yeah, right. <laughs> you look at Africa and all these places, like it's just very interesting where secondhand. Well, and if we can't goes. sell it to them, they'll make their own. Oh, you yeah. know, like yep. it, it's fucking insane. And then so, but yeah, the, the culture, like the music and everything, boiled over. And you know, the Bosnians were a lot less organized. Uh, the Serb, as it shows in the film, right? So the Serbian guys, they're wearing the N ninety three camouflage uniform. A lot of them had helmets. Most of them had helmets. I don't know why the fuck the main guy didn't. He was wearing a beret, which I don't know what that was or why that was. But, like, most of the guys are wearing the Yugo M5985 helmets. Some with covers, some without. It's like, okay, they're more organized military. They got tanks, all this shit. And the Bosnian guys are just, like, these basically, like, glorified militia. Ragtag guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're wearing civvies with some military gear. Like the the main guy, uh, the main Bosnian guy was wearing a Serbian or Yugoslavian or no, at that point it was Serbian pants, the N-93 pants. But he was wearing like, you know, just a whatever shirt with a Bosnian uh, crest on the shoulder yeah. and whatnot. And it's like <laughs> Rolling Stones t-shirt. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> right. And so, yeah, it's like, that's also very realistic because there was the remnants of the Yugoslavian army. Okay. And then it broke up into all these different fucking countries. And I have the helmets to prove it out in my garage and in my collection. And, and then it was like, Jesus Christ. Like these guys are just like, they've got all these weapons from the Yugoslavian arsenals that were around. And, or armories rather not arsenals armories. And they were using those. And that's what I love, too, is, like, they use weapons that were realistic to this conflict because it was so fresh. Um, the 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 weapons, like, the guy at the beginning, the guide, right, that gets lost in the fog. The K-98, though. No, it's not a K-98. It's an M-43. Oh, M- M- it's an M-48. It's an M-48. Yep, it's an M-48. And they had literally millions of these fucking things. Mm-hmm. And he'd be carrying that. And uh, they also had the 5966 SKS. Yep. That was cool, yeah. Yep. And, I mean, again, and, and, very and, plentiful. And, and an M72, right? Didn't one of the guys who gets, like, killed in the field get shot with, like, an M72? One guy's an RPK. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, there the there, RP- there were some like there like like there were some like MG fifty three or yeah MG fifty threes and the 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 M seventy twos and well, well also it, yeah we'll, we'll we'll get there we'll get there like the weaponry was like really good right I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't come up with anything I don't know the artillery and everything I don't I don't know that much but like the tank yeah you know it was good yeah and 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 Famasas with NATO that was cool. That yes. was yeah. Well, they were they're all French, so yeah, they're gonna have those and and the fact that he had it on auto, you know, like rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. When he smoked the guy because he had to, and then I also like the fact that like this guy was like, oh shit, like I just killed somebody, <clears throat> not what I was expecting, but he had to do it, and the guy's like, dude, there was no other choice, like you, we had to do that, like he's gonna kill us, you know, and that was pretty cool too. But like, yeah, and the French. And like, like to get to, to kind of circle back. I love that that phrase. Circle back uh, to Brian's statement of like the languages. Not only was it good on the um, the uh, Slavic side, it was really good on the NATO side or the UN side. Of like, you know, you speak French nine. Okay, do you speak English? And they're both speaking English. They find a common language. 
and it's very broken and it's like that's i guess it gets into a lot of problems like in this film of like they don't speak things perfectly but they're trying their best and it's like okay well okay and then um the german guy uh that came out the uh the eod guy he's wearing flectarn like nate and i were briefly talking about before we came on but did you did you notice brian that he's wearing a polish fucking flak jacket no actually this was and stuff? a fucking t- yeah and a t91 slovenian helmet with a visor on it hmm. yeah it definitely yep that's definitely check out <clears throat> yeah or Slovakian. no slovenian yeah. yep uh, yep yep slovenian and and good helmet good helmet mm-hmm. i ballistic tested one and i own one for my collection but like it was still a slovenian helmet and it's like that's cool but like i don't actually know how accurate that would be because i know germany had just been in nato for a couple of years at that point yeah pretty new flectarn came out in 91 right yeah around that time yeah well it was officially adopted in 91 for combat forces the so in, in in the bundeswehr in germany at this point when this film takes place they're wearing all of green uniforms still with the german flags and that's why when he puts on his suit it's an all of green like pretty much mechanic suit uh overalls with the the german flags on there but you know he still puts it on and it's like all of green and i think at that point they had their flak vest kind of design but like I don't know. That's why he's wearing a Polish one, you know? And it's very interesting to see that as far as the gear, um, as far as the rest of the gear, really not bad from what I could tell. Those are the sets were cool too. That trench set was really good. Yeah. Cause it wasn't unrealistic. It was just like, that's a shitty fucking trench. Yeah. With the and logs it, it, and everything. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. And it's like disgusting. There's detritus everywhere some abandoned line yeah <clears throat> well and oh so to to comment on that before i forget and i'll let you guys talk i'm sorry i've been rambling um so i like i like the scenes where they tripped on things like empty gas cans or whatever and they knew like oh shit and then people heard them you know it wasn't like it wasn't like you know oh i'm just gonna walk through this perfectly like no you're, you're walking you're gonna you're gonna hit things like that and they make a lot of noise and they actually showed that in this film it's like fuck mm-hmm because it wasn't just one side. It was like everybody was being clumsy and they just inexperienced does this a lot. We just don't know where you're stepping and you hit something like that. And you're like, fuck, that's really loud. Yeah. Well, our, our actors uh, figured that out when we were making the movie. You know? Yep. <laughs> I, I figured it out too. They're doing, okay, let's do the scene. Click, click, clank, click, click, clank, 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 everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Brenner's, Brenner's uh, stuff all over his body makes the loudest noise in the world. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know what you gave him, but there's something that clanks constantly on his body when he runs through it's, scenes. It's that's German gear in general, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's so, not, especially cans and canteen cups. Hitting. Yep. Apparently, the um, during the Second World War in Italy, the Americans used to call the German gas mask canisters cow horns because of how loud they were and they clank against the German gear. Really? It's the only instance I've heard of that. It came from our um, Italian. Military expert for Reveille. Um, yep. So I've only I haven't heard that for anywhere else, but it makes sense because if anybody's ever worn German gear, been around it, oh. it's really fucking loud. Yeah. And the funny thing too is, guys in the military would know is that when you're walking and you're making any noise, you think you sound the loudest out of anything. Like you know, one little Velcro thing, you think it's like a fucking roller coaster exploding. 
Like it's crazy how like even the smallest noises that you make when you're trying to be very quiet, you amplify yourself to thinking you're incredibly loud. You know, so well that's, that's the thing that I like about like this film is when yeah. they actually hit the gas cans, they mm-hmm. actually or the ammo cans or whatever the fuck it was, they they look and they go, fuck. Yep. That old like dude. I know yeah. I know that and then I'm gonna attract attention, so I need to get back and like, you know, whatever. And that was really good. I think that it's a small detail, but it's like it's realistic as fuck. It's raw. And and that's and that was the initial sign to the main character that someone was in the trench with him. And when he forgot his rifle too, that was a really cool humanistic thing. Again, like, yeah, fuck. exactly. Like you know? so God the new it. guy is observant. The old guy is kind of just like looking for different things, and he goes, where's that rifle and then it's like oh it's not there and then bam it happens it's like yeah that's what's gonna happen when you forget things like that i live by the mantra of whenever i see an underfull or ak with nobody you know guarding it i just take it anyway <laughs> it's like you know <laughs> that's being a gun collector but you know <laughs> awesome as yeah. fuck. so i love the beginning of this movie I think it's really cool. I think it's to the point and it's something that's such a small plot device that just sets up the whole film because anybody can get lost. I mean, who hasn't gotten lost hiking in the woods or walking, you know, and it happens all the time with military guys too. simple land nav, you know, I mean, fucking lost lieutenants. That's like the biggest joke in the army. And he chooses to just sit and wait instead of getting further lost. Yeah. Which is, or backtrack. Yep. Which is interesting, but I just, I really like it. And I just love how, you know, a simple, oh, we're lost. Dawn is coming, turns into a whole squad is dead. You know, and very effectively, too, with, with good gunplay. Like, um, I don't know if yeah. you guys have seen yep. it, but I'm wa- I'm currently watching the show Barry, which is pretty good. Um, it's about, like, this actor guy that goes to L.A. and does he loves acting. And uh, what I like about it a lot is that it's, like, one-tenth of the show is, like, he's an assassin or whatever gunplay and things. But it's really good. And it's, like, not even the main part of the show. It's like mostly dark comedy and things, but like the times where they do have combat or gunplay, it's like fucking, it's like John Wick level of like, wow, that's really well done. And it's just funny to like have that as like a nonchalant, like, eh, okay, you know, here's a scene. And like, that was just really cool for this film because they could have done the combat portion that was really bad and it still would have gotten the same message across. But the fact that like it's done so well, <laughs> just like, right, like it's, it a, it's a quick, and it's, it's a like, quick couple it, bursts. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. It's like, it's nothing. They're, they're like, oh, there's a squad there. Light yeah. them up. Yep. And they do, they don't overdo it. And it's just like, bam, 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 bam. Hits again. Everybody gets hit. The, the guys, yeah. That, yeah, it's just, it's so good. And like, they could have totally dropped the ball and probably saved a lot of money doing it. But no, they, they just did it really well. And it just really pushes the movie along. So it just, well, and it didn't seem like they used blanks. It like, no, if, it they did, really if they, if they did, they did it really well because the recoil was really, really like real for an it, AK. Yeah. And it goes to show that, when you have people shooting at each other, you're not going to have to shoot a lot before you hit something. You know, like correct. It, it doesn't correct. take much. It's not like Rambo style belts of ammunition or commando or all this bullshit. It's like you know, mag or two. Okay, that's a squad. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. Yep. yeah I think I think like much. I think like yeah. the longest they were pulling the trigger was like ten shots kind of thing with an AK. I don't think they did really like any. Yep. They didn't do like a like like you said Rambo or an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, they're firing bursts, yeah. yeah, and it was like. I'd argue that why would you waste a high explosive shell from a tank on a squad? But I mean, yeah, well, other than that, well, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's like it's for the for what they're trying to show and convey. They did a good job. I mean, I definitely would agree with you on the tank part of it. Yep, look cool. You know, I you love put, you put a fucking a tank, tank up there. The guys are gonna run. 
Yeah. You don't have to. You you can use the machine guns on the tank. Yep. And, 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 and like, like, there, there was a there was a dishka on there too. I think on the top of the. That's tank. what I mean. Like yeah. get up, get up, fucking light the dishka up on them. It was um what one one thing one thing to kind of circle on um on on like I don't know I don't I don't want to say metaphors or just I I I would I would say like just something that made me really think was like you know the the two guys that one shot and I'm I'm sure if I mention it you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about where they're both in the bunker taking cover from their artillery yeah. and the Serbian guys on the left Bosnian guys on the right and the artillery is exploding and, and it's it's you know the doorway frames up the outside wall it's the inside and they're going back and forth and something that really kind of resonated with me it's like all right who who started it oh this the, the, who started it and he's like you and he's like who started it racks the gun and the gun's pointing at me goes we did and it kind of yeah. made me think really much like okay the guy with the gun and and who like you know is pointing right. it gets to write who started it and it it's it's very interesting and then the then the same thing happened later about 15 minutes later of the serbian yep. guy going who started it to get his revenge on him he's like we did you know like it was that was very cool that was a very very good writing i think um the true it. answer yeah. the true answer is it doesn't fucking matter you know that that's yeah, that's right. the real answer yeah 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 <laughs> yep in their situation yeah and it was just but it was really well like like i i, I said when i when i started is like you know the um cinematically they did a very good job where you know i think mike a had said that you know it's 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 um you know minimalistic simple and it but it gets the, the point across very well done uh overall on the shots and that stuff because you don't need a lot to get that message across you don't need you know right super combat to make that point across you don't need you know a super cg <laughs> to dive bombing into a, a a japanese carrier to kind of you know point point that out <laughs> no no yep. you don't. this is um, for pearl <laughs> oh god please leave that last week leave that behind <laughs> that's the, uh mm-hmm. that, that that's uh I, I'm more interested in in uh, takes on war like this than like that. Yeah, because like this is this is like that's why like when we were talking about all that shit last week, I was like, oh fuck, you know this film like you know no man's land is like cause I didn't I didn't think there was a score in there because I was like I don't remember any score being in there because it didn't need to be, and it was like it was kind of like the the trajectory that like we all want to go on is like. Just show it for what it was. And and in the end, who the fuck won that? <laughs> Nobody. There's there's no answer at all. The guy's still laying there with the goddamn landmine. And two guys two are dead. Are dead, yeah. You know, it's like, okay, nobody wins at the French guys, the UN guys. Wh- 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 they tried, but th- th- they couldn't even do anything. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. They failed, you know? They failed their security because then the guy shot the guy and then blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nobody fucking, there's no closure. And I love that about this thing. It just keeps it going because that's realistically how it went. And, you know, that's kind of the thing is like, unless you're talking about the last battle of a, of a war that's actually ended, it is open. It's always open. You know, it just never ends. And, yeah, this was just like such a clusterfuck. I mean, such a 
Oh man, it, it was so ridiculous. And then, I mean, so if the UN wouldn't have been involved, what would happen? You know, and like, then they get involved and it's like, so you got more people involved that need to be because it's your fucking war and your conflict and your friend. And it's like, geez, yeah. So I, I like it that it makes you frustrated about how this shit goes down. That's at least what I got out of it. I get really frustrated. I'm like, well, what the fuck is the point of any of this? Yeah. That's, you know? it's, a, it's a parable for that, that conflict. You know? I, right. We, weirdly, and I don't know why, I hated the media aspect of them covering it. It, it, because it made me feel very frustrated as well. You added that thing. It's like, oh, well, can you show him getting disarming the bomb? Can you, sh- or you know, can you show it? Like, and the guy's just like sitting there, like you know, like, can you just do that? And she's like, yeah, sure, yeah, fucker, like <laughs> you know, like. Oh well, that was I think intentional, and that was way ahead of its fucking time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I mean, like it. Yep. But but it, it very much resonated with media manipulation for views a lot, probably a whole lot harder than it did in 2001 for me personally. Right. But like, you know, right. but like, but then you also add, you know, the, the whole like, you know, Oh, the dude sitting there while she's doing everything kind of thing as well. And then you throw in all like this and that, and that, and that, and that. Well, and then I, I did like the scene at the end where, um, the guy, sh- uh, the Bosnian guy shot the, uh, serve and then he got shot by the French guy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, did you get that? And he goes, Yeah. You can tell, like, they're a little bit fucked up from it. Right, yeah. And the guys back at the station that are totally disconnected from it, they're just like, so about ratings, they're also like, oh. But the but, but it's still just honed in on him dead on the ground. It They're not turning right, away. Like, it's like a horrific they, thing should be like, oh, pull the camera away. At least the, hum, the human aspect of that should be pulling the camera right, away. Right, but, but the, guy, the camera guy was, like, fucking just sitting there going, yeah, I got it. And, like, just, you know, whatever. So I get yeah. that, like why he was just sitting on there. But yeah, go ahead. Yes, it should be Nate. It should be, but it isn't, and that's that's what's fucked up about it. Yeah, you know, which is probably which... the rage I felt with that, with with like you right, know, yeah, yep. you know, the You're slight supposed to feel that way, the slight bubble of just like, okay, yes, right. but uh, I I'm, I did like when they got there, you know, and they start interviewing them, and she's like, you know, did you place the bomb underneath him? And he just she just flips her off and just walks away. Yep. I yeah. like that aspect <laughs> yeah. of it not to bring modern events into this, but it's kind of poignant to see this media manipulation and things and stuff, especially what just happened in the U S you know, with the shooting in, in Texas and stuff. And it's just kind of, it's interesting to watch this and their version of media and how they're trying to influence the situation, people behind the lines trying to, you know, Oh, did you get this shot? You got to get this shot, do this. And then, you know, putting on CNN or Fox and everything. and being like, yeah, you know, it's like, those people will thing. die for shots, man. Those, those oh, people will die for that stuff. You know, I mean, uh, not to continue. Well, it's, about, like, it's also like Iraq and Afghanistan, like, yeah, same thing. And that's why I say that these guys, like, portraying it in this way, were way ahead of their fucking time because, you know, this is 2001. I don't know what month it came out or whatever. I would guess that it would not have enough influence. 9 11 would not have enough influence to have made the media be portrayed in the way that they were. But it was like that 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 was a foreshadowing that more people should have seen of like, yeah, this is how you're going to be getting information is these guys sitting behind the desk going, hey, get this, get that, get this, get that. And then people covering it up. And you get about. 
uh, December seventh, two thousand one. By the way. Oh wow. Yeah, it's not enough time. Th- I mean, that they means probably they had shot. This... They probably yeah. shot the movie before nine eleven. That's that's what I mean. Like yeah. they, they had this shot and like edited before then. Yeah. So, um, that's <laughs> funny. Fucking December seventh, nineteen or oh, two thousand one. Yeah. Yep. Um, interesting. But yeah, it, it was. It was. And we go that was... full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Back to I'm telling you, people, if you drink the coil silver, <laughs> all you gotta do is drink the coil silver, <laughs> and it's gonna protect you from these media ma- magnates, uh, Klaus Schwab, the New World Order. I'm telling you, it's gonna Turn work. Turn the fucking frogs gay. <laughs> the water's for the fucking frogs gay. Oh, I'm trying to tell you this. You don't listen to me. <laughs> so bring you back to Bosnia. Bring back to Bosnia. There, yeah. <laughs> Um, do we have to go to IMFDB? I have one more thing segment? that we can. Yes. Yeah, so just to touch on sound and stuff, you know, again, the minimalistic stuff. It was really good. And um, so the whole soundtrack and things, there really wasn't a soundtrack, like you said, except for the beginning and the end. But if you listen very carefully, but like beneath the actual score, it's the sound of the guys running in the field. It's just equipment jangling. And when the movie started, I, you know, again, when you're running and you're tired and you have gear, you, you never forget that noise. I thought it was a really cool way to like bring the movie in and also to bring it out because it's just like, you know, somebody running either from something or whatever, but that was just really cool. I think, you know, just so minimalistic. And the other thing I think was cool and it's super common for the nineties Balkans and stuff is turbo folk. One of the, I think forget the Serbians or if the uh, Bosnians. Are the I, I don't, I don't know what that is, but uh... that is basically folk music from the Balkans. Oh, somebody put it through a synthesizer. And it's oh, yes. turbo folk. oh, it's the genre yeah. okay. Of music. That was it's very popular. Actually, folk. Time. Actually, F O L F O L. Okay. It's actually for some reason. The guy turns on the he turns on the radio in the trench. Right. No, I know. I know exactly what he was talking about because because I remember that being like that's weird to hear music in this right now. Same thing with when the NATO guy was in the trench with his headphones. Yeah, yeah it was you cool. think it's yeah. you yeah, think yeah. it's a soundtrack, and then all of a sudden he just pulls out, pulls out his Walkman. Well, it had it had it had a it had a filter on it, so I I was like, where is it coming from? Because it's not it's right. not on top of the film; yep. it's in the back somewhere. I'm like, where and is he the pulls radio? It out, and he's and like, he pulls it out, yeah. Um, it's a Walkman. He's yeah. listening to his Walkman. It's it's funny. Why the fuck would you be doing that? It's yeah. funny because when yeah. you said folk, when you said whatever the word you said, turbo folk, turbo folk. I thought it was equipment. That's turbo. I thought it was equipment. I didn't think it was like, was like <laughs> Mark II Turbo Folk. That's, that's why I was like, what the fuck is that? No, it's the music. And it's okay. just, it, there's a really good Vice documentary called like Traveling Through or uh, Balkans Journal or something. They like drive through former Yugoslavia. It's really good. Two things you get from it is that everybody hates each other. And Turbo Folk is a crazy fucking genre of music that like was super it, popular then and now. Is that? So it was just cool to see though. Is that, does that take its, does that take its take from the, the kind of, Soviet eighties era kind of yes thing were okay so because it sounded very much like you know like that kind of music that really really was predominant in Soviet Union in the nineties because most of the most well late eighties to when it all collapsed but my point is is that like it's very interesting to see the influence of that to that and yep. and and the similarities to that because it's just like it's like almost like the Soviet Union was always like ten years after whatever Western culture of that the western culture would kind of creep in and influence some kind of soviet union style 
mimicry to that. Well, it, it was all the Soviet-Afghan war that brought most of the cultural music into the country from the early 80s and 70s. Right. It's, I, I get what you're saying, it, but I actually know a little bit about Soviet music, so it wasn't fight, really that common. Fight me. I don't, I, don't, I don't know that much but other than what you've told me in the th- past. This so kind yeah. of like folk music that was like modernized was very common in the SSRs, like the, the Soviet satellite republics that lined the Soviet Union. So like Turkmenistan or like, you know, these countries that were on the fringes where like you had their culture that was brought up for whatever the current music trend. But in the Soviet Union at the time, late 80s, early 90s, it was all like fucking crazy. Like Glasnost and Perestroika brought like punk in. Kino was a big band. Um, what do you call it? Death metal was huge. Like when you get into Chechnya, like early Chechen wars, the music is fucking insane. It's like death metal and like punk pop. And like you're fucking murdering people in the middle of Grozny. And it's like, yeah, man, get the BTR. Um, <laughs> I was fighting yeah, like, Yugoslavia, like the Yugoslavian states, like in the, in the late 80s and early 90s, because they were influenced from both places, like Romania, Bulgaria, fucking Hungary, Ukraine, uh, all that stuff. Like, it, you know, land wise, it's not a very far spread. And <clears throat> you combine like the love of the Western music, the US music specifically, with that shit. That's where this kind of like, mesh of like the uh techno with their folk music came from and it's still there and it's insane but like yeah that's yeah one of the best movies to get the cultural influence in the balkans was euro trip <laughs> where they fucking hand up in bratislava and the guy's like you know oh he's like watching miami vice and everything you know, and it's like the mid '90s. Doogie Howser, Doogie. <laughs> I like Doogie Howser and Duke. Where's Hazard. the beef? Yeah, where's yeah. the beef? Yeah, and all yeah. the you know mid '80s, early '90s the, culture. The guy who plays every single Russian stereotype <laughs> from the, yes, yeah, <laughs> that guy's great. I can't remember his He's name. In so much. Yeah. Let's uh, get IMFDB up. Okay. Chaos. Yep. So, um, just to do the thing we always do, we're on uh, IMFDB. You can follow us, and we just go in an order, and we just talk about the cool gun stuff, because that's what we all like, and we all talk about that, and then rattle off and rant off of those. So, uh, Mike, A, you haven't talked that much this time. Was there any gun that, that popped that popped up in your mind that you're just like, ooh? Um, No. um, all of like the eastern european stuff just kind of all um soviet like blends together to me i like that uh, the the uh the mine was uh, that anti-personnel mine that uh you know with a colloquially known as the bouncing betty i like seeing that Um, yeah yeah, there we go um that that was the 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 thing that they used to uh to booby trap the guy and seal his fate um so but, early uh, on in the movie too that was the thing that that that, that like it really does is is the very it is the the anchor of the whole entire plot is just getting this guy off you know it's very it's very interesting getting him off yeah the whole plot <laughs> get, you, gotta, you gotta get this guy off dude we got it we gotta we gotta get all the french in here and the german guy in here you're next. gonna write all yeah. my slug lines from now on yeah. gotta get him off <laughs> um but uh I, I noticed that uh some of the uh Apparently on here, or yeah, it's known as M70B1. It's one of the AK-looking yep. weapons. Ego ones, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has like three of those holes drilled into the handle, which oh, is... I hate I, the three-hole handguards. Oh. Yeah, that's why I noticed it was different. I was like, oh, that's something new. It's they also have a grenade launcher, an integral grenade launcher uh, site for that. 
Yeah, we'll go with the AKS forty-seven. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm, I just remembered I'm this. curious. You said you said the three holes in the handguard. Look guard. at the handguard. No, I know this two. one has two. That's the. Yeah, one below. It's not you go. No, I know. That's, that's you, so yeah. Where are you talk, yeah, talking? about there. Yeah. One, two, yeah. three. Yeah. What is it normally on the Russian one? Two, two. It's two, two for everything oh. except you go. Okay. Like the one above, you just look at. Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of movies you see, especially in the West, because so many imports, a lot of Yugo AKs get used. So that's the best way yep. to tell. But one thing I did just notice now, this is cool in the film, was that so the one main character, Chiki or whatever, he's got like the double tape mags. And at one yeah. point he goes through the mag and then he reloads. And if you look, when he reloads, the other mag is empty for the rest of the movie. And if, yep. in the beginning of the film, it's loaded. So it was really cool to have that continuity. Detail. Or just yeah. like, you know, somebody knew what they were doing. Yeah, the, the fact that he, he had yeah. to recock it when he put the mag in, that was neat. Because, you know, it's like. Also, love the it. fucking Serbian uh, fucking patch on the Serbian soldiers. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I fucking love that. Yep. Yeah, that good camo pattern. Yeah. A buddy of mine got it. The MN3, yeah, too. it's not bad. I, I, I've got a. I've got a. Uh, it's I've like subdued woodland. Well, it's. It's a. So yeah, it, yeah. Anyway, I won't get on that rant. But like, yes, it's it's a it's a decent pattern. Um, yeah, the seventy B one. Yep, seventy B one, and that one was obviously the most predominant one. It looks like. Then you had the Browning, which threw me yep, off. Power. Which threw me off because it was yeah. nickel plated. Dude, a lot of those guys um, during this time would do that, and a lot of those that were exported to those countries. Yes, nickel plated high powers. You would see them a lot. Ugh. That's like <laughs> I've seen too many nice guns destroyed by chrome. Yeah, plate, so yeah. It, I've so. seen too many Bubba Gums nickel plate their forty fives just for. I have fun. a chrome plated radium. If you want to see so Bubba bad. fucking guns, so look at this war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? seriously. Yeah, yeah. Fucking insane. French Ross G one. Yep. Yeah. That was cool because you don't really see them that well. You, you don't see them well. You, you used don't see them well. movies at all. There we go. No, no. In the and, 90s, and you, in, in the 90s movies, do you? I mean, you, you do. And I know that because, you know, certain people like to. Eh, eh, some states like to ban guns because of uh, 80s and 90s movies. So it's like. Right. You know. My state. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The FAMAS, like, that's what they would have had. Yeah. You know? yeah. And. So, yeah. Here come the Smurfs. It, it was funny to hear Smurfs in yeah, that language. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the yeah, 66. Which, yep. uh, honestly, I love the the, um, the SKSs with the flat bayonets. I don't like those Chinese. Uh, Dude, I've got one ones. right here. It's amazing. Yeah. They're fucking beautiful. I, you know, I should have bought. <sighs> Story of my life. I should have <laughs> bought them when they were super cheap, but I was like, I have, I have, uh, I, I can shoot an AK platform all I want. So That's my favorite version it? of the SKS ever because the grenade launcher mag, actually. Right? What? Doesn't it take an AK mag? No, you yeah. have to modify it. Oh, yeah. um, but um, no, the grenade launcher actually acts as like a flash suppressor and a muzzle brake. They're almost like a thousand dollars now, aren't they? Nah, uh, they're like six, seven hundred bucks. I mean, still, it's not good. Uh, I remember, I like the I remember when they were like hundred and ninety-five dollars. Yeah, they're they're fucking awesome. Like, I love mine. It's fucking beautiful. I wish I bought them. I, and I think so a lot good. of people get the surplus ones from like this conflict, and they find a lot of like graffiti on the stocks or in the yeah, sometimes, yeah, and... yep, sometimes, yep. M nine M forty eight. M forty eight. Yep, that's the guy yep. I was talking about. That was yep. cool. The... It was a crisp M forty eight too. There was like was well, a lot. Of, see, most of those were. 
they made them and they were stored in warehouses in the 50s and 60s while they were coming out with the SKS and then the uh, they were starting to use like uh, AKs and shit at that point. And so a lot of them didn't get used until these wars broke out and they broke open the crates and it was like, yeah, they're going to be looking mint. The M72. I thought it was a Valmet, but yeah, that's actually an M72. That's cool. Yeah. That was the guy did like ran in the field and got shot with it. That was a neat scene. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about those. So, yeah. Yeah, and you're right. There Mike, is a, a Mike, Mike Gay. Actually, not a 42. <laughs> What's that? I uh, go up to the M72. Uh, I wouldn't know anything about these, right? I don't, I've never seen one before. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen one. Uh, or held one. You, yeah, you never held one. one. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Definitely I gotta get back. One I gotta get back to your place sometime. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, so yeah, we wouldn't know anything about that. But yeah, great, great weapon, actually. Great fucking design. Improved RPK. So Yeah. And then you had then AKA heavy AK. Okay, they got this wrong. This a, that's, that's an MG fifty three. Yeah, yeah, it's a fifty three. And I can't Wait, well, yep. you know what you tell? Look at I told Doug this, and he at our set. That's a real forty-two. But that's a forty-two. A photo from a movie. Yeah, but the movie. Yeah, one movie, way to tell the movie. Well, the description movie. says M fifty-three. Oh, you can't tell. From yeah, the little hole at the end yeah. behind the uh, the behind the uh, the front site for yeah. the AA site. That's how you tell. Yeah, there's a flat stamp piece on a fifty-three. But well, the description says M fifty-three, despite the fact that it says MG forty-two above it. Yep, and there's a photo somebody of done goof reference one. They also have a slower rate of fire. That, that's what I hate about most World War it's, II films. It's like fifty threes. It's like the it, they they call it like the 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 civilian MG forty two. I constantly hear that. You know what that rate of fire is is moderated by? Is that is that a question or you or is it's that, a question? Or, Does anybody know? Or it's kind of cool. No, it's actually a, the the interior of an MG forty two bolt is hollow, which is the way it's cast, and the fifty threes actually have a little shake weight way to put it that's inside of it, it actually <laughs> slows down the vault as you go back and forth and they have different weighted ones and you can actually adjust the rate of fire but it's pretty cool so you can actually do that to a 42 um you can modify it i know because like, i got a parts kit and i'm like what the fuck is this thing and apparently the germans were experimenting with that towards the end of the war because they were worried about running away mg42s because that was a problem that's a big problem if it starts to run away you know how you stop that you twist the belt the easiest way to stop yeah that. yeah 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 that jams up pretty fast yeah but that was becoming an issue slam firing and everything an m86 i wondered what that was that was interesting yep yeah, you it was cool they much. had like the correct un style like off-brand armored car too yeah you yep. know it's probably like cadillac or something the mine the mine the key role have you ever seen uh land of mine no i, I want to see it um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It was a post-war. It's kind of like a post-war thing, so I haven't put it on the top of my list to watch, but we'll oh, definitely do it on here eventually. It's very good. It's about that. It's about it's about uh, the after the war how these German POWs are forced to demine the Atlantic Wall. You know, hmm. wow. So it's it's really good. Um, uh, yeah. So good shit. Yeah. Well, Nate is gone. I think we killed it. Yeah. Well, you know, fucking. That's the way it goes. But we can start to review this without him. It's the fucking um, way she goes, man. I guess the, the fucking way. <laughs> Nate, <laughs> speak now or we'll come to you last. Yeah. Oh, he didn't say anything. Oh, God. So He he rushes back to the microphone and trips <laughs> and just wipes out his whole setup. <laughs> like, there's two Serbian guys on the other side of the door like, oh, shit.
Well, I'm I'm glad I'm the editor because uh, that's getting cut. <laughs> this whole thing is getting cut. <laughs> this is the soundbite we'll use. <laughs> um. Anyway, okay. So we'll do the rating. Nate, we'll start with you tonight. Yeah. Yay! I don't know what to say. How many Mel I don't know anything about. Yeah, this because era. because because here's the thing is. You always go, well, uh, 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 well every, everyone, now it's up to well, you. Everyone yeah. said everything I wanted to say. So, you no, know, as far as, yeah. dude, is, you don't have to know the subject matter. Like, as far as it was filmed and all that shit, like you were describing, like, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, it, it's, it's funny because, I mean, we, we've been talking about this for, you know, about an hour, hour and a quarter. And, and I've been like, you know, I feel like I don't have that much historical factual knowledge to chime in on. And so, like, that, that that's something that is kind of it's it's i'm in that situation where you know uh if we were to use a, a great example of the patriot uh mike Aikerman's favorite film in the world oh. uh, <laughs> join us next week is- yeah, yeah 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 um you know i love that movie because i am that i am i am thankful enough to not know that history to go this is a steaming pile of dog shit you know, and 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 I feel like it's the same thing. <laughs> I feel like it's the same thing in with this movie is that you know to me it I don't see anything, nothing sticks out because I just don't know that history to to go that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Even then, the the little bit I know, nothing really stuck out to me. So historically, in terms of the setting, even though it's not a true story, the setting of the period seems very accurate. You know, the music, the uniforms, the weaponry, all that kind of stuff. It nothing really goes. That's not right. Um, so for that, I I love the film for that for for one of those reasons. The other reason is that I think it 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 does a very stuff we've already said before. But I think it, you know I think the the minimalistic approach to this film, you know, in, it, even including budget. I mean, two million dollars for all that is actually pretty pretty good i think um no. you know and i and i think you know the the way it was done the the de- the the detail and continuity was great as brian pointed out that i'm probably going to go back and rewatch just for to see if i can spot anything you know um uh the 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 um cinematography felt great the shots felt well placed nothing was like that jarring kind of if we were to, I guess, go off of come and see, nothing really jarring in that sense of a different film approach. You know, it felt not static, but not freehanded. You know, so I think they did a very good job overall with that whole film. And I really enjoyed the plot, even though I was like, why, like, it's it's odd that they both take each other out like that in the middle, but then I also can't see a different ending to that other than walk away in the sunset, which I'm, I, I think this is a better ending than would that be um and i think it does its job you know that kind of gut-wrenching feeling of you know these guys are still fighting you know the there nothing was solved through this whole thing nothing's changed nothing's done people died from the confusion the bureaucracy of the bullshit you know the manipulation of everything and then you know nothing's better of it and you still have a guy on a mine who's dead i mean he's it's just we just don't know when so it's it's it was very very um I, I felt very, very good, and I, I'm glad Mike B recommended it because I had never even heard of it. So that was it was a very, very interesting film. So I, I, I'd say I'll give it uh, eight Screaming Mel Gibsons out of ten. I think that's pretty good. And I the only reason why I don't give it a perfect score or even a nine, um, you know, I, 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 it's just I, 
I just don't know the history to compare it to really. So it just was very entertaining and nothing. I can't take anything away other than maybe, I don't know. It might be a little slow at some points, but that, 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 that's what I give it. I give it an eight. Who do you pass the talking pillow to? Oh, uh, let's do Mike A since he hasn't talked that much. Okay. Um, well, I, I didn't talk that much in this because once we all got off into all the historical stuff, kind of like you, Nate, I don't know Dick about this uh, this conflict uh, a whole lot. Um, but uh, honestly, it doesn't matter. Uh, you don't need to uh, in order to understand this movie and appreciate it. I think it uh, it um, it kind of sums up what that war was if you didn't know anything about it in the first place. But um, it's just a really well done movie. Uh, it's just a, a very unique and uh, minimal, and it it. Uh, it's unforgiving, and that's a that's something that I like a lot when it comes to art to depicting history. It's unforgiving, you know. It doesn't try and hold your hand or anything. And I like that a lot about it. Uh, I would also give it eight out of ten. Um, I think it's it's really good. I I, I really appreciated it, and uh, I'm really glad I saw it. So I I really thought it was good, and uh, I think more people should know about it. I'll give that to Brian. Yeah, you know, I, I really agree with both your points. It is a very obscure film, but it's one of those like cult classics, you know, like in a way it's like the original Wicker Man, you know, it's like once you see it, like, wow, fuck, I want to tell people about this. I want more people to see it. I want this to to get more places. It it really, in my opinion, is one of the best examples of modern day minimalist filmmaking, you know, like a style filmmaking that was very popular or or common back in like the 40s and 50s. But today it's all like Michael Bay, fuck you, explosion. Oh, my God. You know, like all this crazy shit going on. But like, you know, everything that was in this was planned and was staged and like you're seeing it or hearing it for a reason. And it's just really cool to like, you know, go into somebody else's narrative and just you go along the path. Um, So, yeah, it it was just great for so many different reasons. Um, And I'm really glad, again, that I came back to it after a very long period of time. So um, I would give this a nine out of ten. And the only reason that I wouldn't give it a ten is because you can always do something a little better. I mean, it, it was a little slow at times, but that was just the plot and stuff. But it, it was a really good movie. And, like, it's honestly the best, probably the best film about, like, the Bosnian Wars or the Civil War and the Balkans in the 90s. Because fuck that Owen Wilson piece of shit. Um, you know, this just <laughs> does it so well. And wow. Like Nate, or, or like uh, Mike said, you know, <laughs> you don't need to understand the context just to understand the story. And that's what a good piece of art is. You walk away wanting to talk about it not necessarily knowing all the stupid oh he had an m92 like you know you walk away with an experience and you just want to talk about it so yeah it's just a really good film you mean you mean i mean a balaclava is not the most like um it's and like, dramatic it's, music it's like yeah. it's like uh it's uh like a specter clouseau fake nose and a mustache type let of me see hit. the web of your hand <laughs> yeah. what tattoo do you have yeah. okay speaking of bosnians and uh the fucking uh owen wilson movie um, didn't that move? Isn't that movie what inspired the Nico Bella character, the the, the main like villain in it? I'm not sure. You guys know honest. what the hell I'm talking about? <laughs> um, are you talking about? I just think of. I, uh, I know. I know Grand the. Theft I know. Auto. I know the villain Nico. guy you're talking about. Are you talking about? Yeah. You're talking about Grand Theft Auto, Nico. Yeah, Nico Bellic. Yeah, the, the protagonist of oh, four. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. They, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's also every Russian track Let's suit. Let's go, boys. But, but I. But I definitely <laughs> understand like the like the bull kind of bullish haircut and right. And, God, Brian. It's so fu- the it's Lesko so funny, like, uh, the, the Lesko bowling just took me back. God damn. 
Oh, that shit was great. Um, it's a. Uh, it's so funny with uh, like Eastern <laughs> like stereotypes. I, I remember uh, my friends made me watch one of the last Jurassic Park movies, um, which is fucking terrible. And in like it, there's you said a, made me watch. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do it on my own. Um, but uh, one of the characters in it is a Russian guy, and like I was like, okay, we are we know he's Russian because he's ugly. It's like that's every like Russian guy in a movie. He's always like. <laughs> It's just like, fucking bulldog. Yeah, with his fucking buzz cut. It's just like that's every Russian. There, he always looks fucking like terrible. Well, now you know just... I'm Eastern European. So thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's a stereotype. I didn't say it's true. <laughs> no, it's fucking true. <laughs> yep. I mean, seriously. Hard lives end up, you know, not very nice. Oh, God. Oh, God. oh, that's that's not my good. eyes. <laughs> Christ. Um, Luckily, but, there's no smell vision. But that's how you know. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know it's a Russian in a movie is because he's ugly as shit and uh, he looks like he's constipated. So that's how you know. constipated, ugly man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nico. Yeah, exactly. Let's go bowling. I love Nico <laughs> Bellic, by the way. Anyway, um, so GTA should we? Saint. So oh, Mike yeah. B. Yeah, you, this is you recommended this film, and uh, you should end it. So what do you think? Yeah. Um, I actually thought it was very good. Uh, like I told you guys uh, earlier, like when I got done watching it, I was like, this is a lot better than I remember. Like, like usually I watch films like The Trench or something like that. Like, you know, and I'm like, I remember it a lot better than what it was. And it's just horse shit. But I'm like, no, it's actually really, it's like more well done than I thought. Like looking at details now, a few years after they're getting kind of to know a little bit how films are made and, you know, behind the scenes and whatever. And, um, Looking at the uh, uniforms, the gear, all that shit. Pretty fucking cool. The one thing I forgot to mention, but I am FDB fucked up on. They did not mention the Yugo M76 sniper rifle. I was go- was I in- was oh. I was about to ask. Yeah. I was about to ask, wasn't there a sniper rifle? I thought that maybe yes. I thought that maybe they didn't show it, so that's why it wasn't no, on. No, no, they the did. FDB. It's the M76. It's a Serbian lines towards the end. I don't PSL, remember the minute or? mark. No, it's an M76. Oh, okay. It's a, it's, it's an eight millimeter fucking sniper rifle. They still use them Hmm. and I've shot one of them and they're fucking awesome. I love them. Oh dude. They got the the, the rock scopes on them and they're fucking beautiful. But there was in the Serbian trench, uh, when they were like trying to figure out something at the end. Um, all right, let's yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, that's the actual rifle. They're eight millimeter. Wow. Yes. They're eight millimeter. And because they had that from the Mausers, they had, Dude, the best so fucking ammo surplus ammunition I've ever shot in my life was Yugoslavian M75 sniper ammo. It's 198 grain. It's not 196 ball ammo. It's 198 grains. It comes in those I green boxes, the, right? Well, they all do. But like, yep. it, it's it, it's the it's the composition of the actual round. Mm-hmm. I shot those rounds through my fucking quote unquote shooter grade Yugoslavian M48 rifle with iron sights and was hitting steel at 800 fucking yards with iron sights. 800 yards right mm-hmm. and it when i missed it was me it wasn't the rifle call it or the nine, ammo. call up nine hole reviews for that one so i did i've told him about that. <laughs> you, you know I, I, i've told <laughs> him yeah, yeah henry, i'm like yeah. dude this specific ammo and like i told matt from fudbusters i'm like dude i have a video it's on my youtube channel you go 800 or 800 yard shot like you can see it i hit two out of five when i missed it was me missing it wasn't the fucking rifle or whatever anyway so the M76 was a great feature in that film because they were used a lot in these wars and they're still used today as a DR, uh, 
DMR. And so that was really cool. So IMFDB, if you're watching this or anybody from there, you fucked it up. You have to put that in there and get the C and cut it. That being said, as far as my review, I had to just get that in there because whatever. Um, well, my tip yeah. it in. They forgot the artillery piece too, which is a, a cut down exactly. to French 75 and turned into a it's not a 40. It's not a French 75. If you look at the receiver, it is. It was the is French it? guns that they cut down into Pack 40 anti-tank guns that they gave to. Um, but that was so much bigger, though. Like, that looked so much bigger than there, a 75. It was a, it was a pretty common. Said. But if you look at the receiver, it's got the spinny bit. But Okay, yeah. Yeah, they did. They fucked up on that, but too. But it's a so. German World War II fucking anti-tank. <laughs> right. Which is accurate, actually. True. Cool to see. And so, yeah. but anyway, so they fucked up in those two things on IMFDB. Maybe we can correct that someday. Maybe we can actually submit that. I I edit I edit that site all the time. I know how to do it. All right. Well, I can get I can get. By the, the time fucking still. you hear this, I can yeah. do it. Like yeah. By that. the time you hear this, yeah. it might it might be corrected. Um, at least the M seventy six because the M seventy six was in there, and they had the Jrac, uh scope on there, and it was good. Um, anyway, that aside, um, yeah, the gear was pretty good. It's very fresh, I know, and it was like pretty easy to get. But still, did a, did a pretty good job on the gear. Like the the Serbian guy uh, was wearing Yugoslavian army gear, the the olive green. It's kind of more of a gray. I have a uniform of that, with the Y straps and the belt and whatever. And could have been a little bit better. Could have been worse. Also, putting on the uh, the the mess kit pouch on his belt, and then the guy's like, "You don't need that." That's really cool. And they had the the correct anyway. They did a good job on the gear as far as I'm concerned. The boots, I don't know. They were double buckle boots the French were wearing, and they were kind of wearing some that, weird that, boots. Yeah, but like, he was wearing double because I, I remember them were flapping around when he was in his box. But I, but I don't know. Like I'm pretty sure in the early 90s, I'm pretty sure a lot of countries, I know Czechoslovakia was, they were wearing the double buckles. And so I, I can't comment. But like things I noticed, and the rest of the gear was good. And the dialogue was good. It was like it wasn't over the top. It wasn't overacted. It was just, it looked like you were watching two guys in that situation. And the idiots that were, you know, commanding them were like the same thing. It's like, it's not overdone. It's not like, oh, I'm a commander. And the British guy even like as bloviating as he was just fucking out of the loop. It wasn't cliche. He's, it wasn't cliche dialogue. For no. The and he's got the, he's got the chick that he's, his assistant that he's fucking clearly. She's hot as fuck. But like um she played with know, this chess set. That's the telltale sign, all right? Right, exactly. She sits on his and, desk. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but no, like even him, he you know, the French guys, the French guys weren't fucked up. Like they were everything was real. It was just like real dialogue. Um the artillery, yeah, it could have been better, but that's again a bigger budget and more knowledge of like what artillery looks like and sounds like. Not a big deal. Um overall, with the plot, yes, it was slow at times, but that's how it is. And they did that. And yeah, anyway, um, I, I agree with Brian, nine out of 10, I would say, as far as a war film is concerned. Because like, if you want to see how it actually is, that that's a good portrayal. Because it's not all action. It's about the human part of it and how humans react to war. And that's, the dialogue was great. Like the, well, you started this. No, you started this. I had the gun. Oh, okay, we started this. And then, you know, blah, blah. And then it's like, yeah, well, neither one of you guys started this. It was politicians that started this. But you're you're now in that mode of us against them, blah, blah, blah. 
and it was portrayed very well like that. Like they still fucking hate each other for whatever. And they, they knew the same girl. They probably fucked the same girl, you know, like seriously, yeah, if yeah. they both Weed know her. Cousins. Yep. Tunnel buddies, you know, and <laughs> Eskimo and, uh, pals. Yeah. yeah. Tunnel I like how we have our regional fucking names for this shit. <laughs> yep, tunnel buddies. And, uh, but, but it doesn't matter because it's, 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 it's this animosity that create, you know, is created in war and, so yeah, again, nine out of ten. I like it a lot. Well, damn, guys, we went from the lowest of lows to the <laughs> worst rated movie ever to one of our highest. Eight point five was the I, average between all of us. I think it, and, it uh, might actually be. Well, yeah, I think it actually might be the highest. I can't remember. Yeah, off top it of might my head. be. We'll, yeah. we'll have to start keeping score. I can on. go. I can go back and get the scores for you. Now, like, Nate, we need, do the work. We need but, to actually um, do it. Yeah, it's like the top here. Like a chart, yeah, you know, yeah, for yeah, how yeah. fast things yeah. are. Oh, but, you're slower than a Golf GTI. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, this film just goes to show you that there are some gems out there that, like, are yeah. just waiting for you to discover. And it doesn't matter if you hear it through us or a friend or obscure articles on the internet. I don't know. Like, it's just really cool to find movies like this that just are enjoyable and good. So, you know, if you, if you want to watch a good film about a war that, you know, there really is not a lot about it yet um watch this movie you know it, yep. realize you're not going to get same private ryan or crazy combat shit out of it you're just going to get a real experience and yep. um you're going to walk away just you know feeling what the fuck <laughs> you know in a good way what, what is the whole point of this As yeah what the, what like, is the point what is the point of any of this and that's what a good war movie in my opinion does real art makes you talk real art makes you yep. think you know wherever on the spectrum you are but um yeah so thanks for joining us, um, and we'll see you next week. And this is when I say what we're doing next week. Um, oh, cool. Well, okay. If you want to talk about that, I do have an idea. Cool. Do it. What do you got? I think we should do Waltz with Bashir. Sure, I'd be down. What yeah, the? Yeah. I want to. I actually want to watch that. that? So. <laughs> it's it's You're it's in for something. yeah. Uh, are we? Uh, so, am, am I am I gonna have a midway? Like no, no, <laughs> no. This, this is really good. It's really good. What, what's it called again? Waltz, Waltz with Bashir. It is an I animated was, war. How film. do you spell the last bit? Waltz like Waltz like W A L T Z uh-huh. with Bashir B A S H I R. It is. Uh, it's about. It's about the 1982 Lebanon War. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's very, another one. Very cool yep. topic. First thing it's animated. Is Waltz with Bashir is banned. I've heard you talk a lot about it. Use a fucking VPN, retard. No, no, okay. no. That's not what I mean. I just I've mean heard like... you talk a lot about oh. it, especially when you talk about the Liberator. Yeah. Because um, the style and stuff. And so I'm actually very interested in watching this. And I I, I, I was going to recommend Kippur, which is this like movie about the Yom Kippur War. Um, right. But yeah, Ooh. let's do it. The, but this so, going theme with like uh, Forge, like this is an Israeli movie. It's not yep. an American. Yeah. yeah. So fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, the only American yep. film we've done has been Midway. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the two, and I was going to break my rule saying this, but I was going to recommend either Downfall or The Longest Day. Just um, because... I can do either of those anytime. <laughs> let's, no, let's, do, let's do Waltz with Bashir. Yeah, let's Again, do Waltz with Bashir. You say Downfall, Mike's just like... <laughs> yeah, Dude, Mike comes in his fucking pants. Yes. See that yeah. barrel? That's the end of the Reich. There's so many good fucking parts. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Downfall in a long time, but I remember I didn't hate it. And like, yeah. it'll probably be like, um, it'll probably be like, uh, uh, No Man's Land. It's like, I watched it yeah. again and I go, oh, that was a lot better than I remember. 
Right. I'm yep. not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I do taxes, I always think of the scene where like the doctor walks into like the, the building that are burning all the fucking files. It's just like <laughs> raining paper. It's like, yeah. oh god. But when I watch yeah. that scene, I'm just like, oh my god, how much information was lost because of that, you know. Yeah, but, legit, uh, dude. When I do taxes, I think of the what, 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 I'll never know what now just said. somebody burned it. Yeah, how do I know yeah, how do I, I know where this uh this one piece of equipment went? I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> suffix a through c survived but d through x was burned you know <laughs> warner Jesus. didn't do a good enough job that day uh so are yeah, we done move. recording yes yep let's nate take over tell us what to do no <laughs> you should know what to do by now mike if i if i don't like this we're gonna watch the patriot next uh deal okay <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, scuttlebutt out.